Craft Beer Radio, episode 430, on July 16th, 2017. And welcome, everybody. Craft Beer Radio, 430. Craft Beer Radio? What? It's not like you say Craft Beer Radio. Craft Beer Radio. Yes. Where we talk about all the great bears. Yes. Not bearers. Oh. Bears? Bears. Like, you know, polar bears and... They're a great bear. Panda bears and... Not a bear. Brown bears. Bear. <laughs> Other bears. Is it a bear? Care bears, gummy bears. Bouncing <laughs> here and there and everywhere. everywhere. What are we starting with? Let's do this uh, Kansas Territory beer. High-rise wheat beer. Kansas Territory, we've had them before. Yes, all of them have been provided by my friend Dave. Friend of the show, Dave. High-rise wheat beer. Uh, American red wheat makes up the heart of this beer. 20 IBUs, 5.5% alcohol by volume. Nice uh, muddy straw color. By muddy, I mean it's, it's hazy. Lots of malt on that. Mm-hmm. Lots of malt aroma coming through. Yeah, it has has the definite wheat aroma, but it's also a little bit more barley. Yeah, if I could speak barley malty than you know many wheat beers. I'm getting more of a breadiness from there than I might otherwise expect. Yeah, I smell kind of like what I expect out of like shredded wheat, but then like there's a little extra caramelness and a little. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I don't know. A little toastiness, but not quite. It's more on like the melanoidin malt area. On the flavor, you get a definite tang from the wheat. Almost, uh, and a little bit, it has like kind of like a lager phenolics to it. Like almost like a Kolsch or something like that. I'm getting kind of like a vinousness or something like that. A little bit. It's got a really nice, uh, sharp, buzzy carbonation. Uh, you know, high carbonation, which I think works for this. Gives a little bit of a, of a little pin prickliness on the on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it amplifies that tartness you get from the wheat. It mm-hmm. gives it a nice, almost kind of pseudo Berliner, pseudo Goza, pseudo. You get this tanginess there that isn't really isn't really an acid thing. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's yeah, it, it's it's quite quite tasty. They they managed to do a really good job with what I assume is just you know plain old wheat beer. And yeah, this is this is good. It, it isn't quite as malty on the flavor as it is on um, on the nose. That's fine. There, not... There's a yeah. I mean, I'm with you. It's not as malty as mm-hmm. the aroma led me to expect, but there's a little bit there. Yeah, and uh, gives it a nice balance. Give you get kind of these notes of toast. Right. Yeah. Here and there and everywhere. <laughs> and. Uh, it, it, it also is a nice little balance to that tangy tartness. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it works. So it's, it's a little. It's not what you might expect. It's being like over malted. Like they over malted the wheat. No, no. They. It smells a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. But no, they didn't. Not at all. I like this. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, um, you're saying it's sort of an estuary kind of like slightly floral bit. See maybe a little clover. Okay. In there, a little polleny. It finishes, you know, really crisp as well. Kind of like how it was reminding me of a Kolsch, you know, the first couple of sips. And I'm, now that I'm looking at the back end of the taste, I'm kind of exploring that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It has kind of, uh, I'm trying to figure out how that how that finish wraps itself up. But the malt is already gone. And you got mostly wheat. There's a little bit of hot bitterness there. And it finishes off with a, you know, like a, Something's just eluding my vocabulary. Just I can't put words on it. A little, I would say, a little essence of maybe strawberry or something like that. Just a little kind of a, oh, yeah. a yeah. light, a light fruitiness. Wow! I mean, for an American wheat, right, yeah. I am impressed with this. This is good a way to start. Good drinker, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I never, never expected American wheat, you know, run-of-the-mill wheat beer to be like this. This is, this is really good. This would be a great, like, lawnmower beer. Mm-hmm. This would be a great um, summer, just, you know, hanging out on your deck beer. There's a lot to explore, even though the 
the the space to explore is not huge, but it's wide open. Yeah. Kind of like Kansas. <laughs> okay, that was a good start. Yes, what do we do next? We don't have anything else that's all that light mm-hmm. and golden, mm-hmm. so I guess we go with... I guess we go right. I, I say go right for the oatmeal stout. I say let's just let's barrel through. Let let's let's not play by the rule book for okay. episode four hundred thirty. All right, on to what beer would typically be one of our final beers of the evening. We're doing the oatmeal stout, free state free oatmeal state. stout. So wow, okay, the malt varieties that are used in this guy. First of all, I would tell you it's forty two IBU, and in terms of alcohol by volume, I don't see a number. But uh, Jeff is looking at the yep, at the I bottle. Don't yet see it on here. So here's the malt varieties. Ready? This is a big list. This is nine <laughs> nine malts: uh, Turo Pale, Caramel, Crystal, Chocolate Wheat, Munich, Carafoam, Flaked Oats, Flaked Barley, and Roasted Barley. Gallo. They need to update their neck, neck label because they said they use seven malts and grains on the neck well, label. Well, they, they've added to that. Um, there will be a quiz, so just make sure you got all that. <laughs> uh, hop varieties, Northern Brewer and Fuggles. So they're not really going for a huge amount of hop units, just going for slight bitterness. And, okay. And we got a beer with absolutely no kind of marketing. It's just Free State Oatmeal Stout. Well, there's a, there's a puppy oh, on there. Sure, but the name. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Free State Oatmeal Stout. I dig it. I kind of see the... This is like... It's a St. Bernard. It kind of has the... The brandy like barrel. barrel. Yeah. yeah. There's a thing on the back that says, Hashtag because without beer. I don't, I don't get it all. That's a... That's a weird. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the beer pours... Uh, pretty dark you can see a little bit of highlights through the edges of the glass the aroma is rich oaty i mean you get that kind of oat bowl of porridge oatmeal type aroma right off the beer but you also get cocoa and roast grains The advocate is telling me this is 6.1% alcohol by volume. Had to get that from somewhere. Did you, though? Well, I got it from what I hope is accurate. (laughs) All right, so beer's creamy. When you move on to the flavor, it kind of coats your mouth. It's uh, get a little bit of cocoa. Get a, I'm getting a little bit of like dark fruits, like cherries or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This won a silver medal in 1997 of the World Beer Championships for oatmeal stouts. I can sort of see this as a 1997 oatmeal stout. Okay. Um, which is not to say that it's bad, but it is. It is to say that other stouts have eclipsed this. This type of um, beer, in terms of what, in terms of getting a, a lot of um, like really mm-hmm. amazing stuff out of it, right? Because um, I'm getting what is, in general, a, a decent oatmeal stout. Doesn't have any flaws that I can pick out, and has a decent uh, to moderately interesting malt profile. With with nine malts, um, you better hope it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something going on. Uh, but nothing is, I mean, like, in comparison to the high-rise, which really, you know, shocked us in terms of, wow, you know, tripping all those. It did a lot with a little. Yeah. And this one's doing a little with a lot. Yes. Good way to put it. Yeah, it tastes fine. It's, it's, it, it does kind of taste like, uh, an import, you know, it tastes like an English. Oatmeal stout. A little bit, I would say the what maybe even those maybe because those 
maybe the beer is slightly oxidized and I'm tasting them as that, you know, the dark fruit flavors, or I am tasting the dark fruit flavors and it's making me think it tastes like an oxidized import. See, to me, the imports in general, they just feel, th- th- this feels a little bit stronger in terms of flavor. It doesn't feel as aqueous. It doesn't feel like it's, it's like a little bit, it's holding back because you're not getting the full thing that you would have gotten mm-hmm. across the pond. Um, it feels like it's, it's all there, but it's just not, not setting off any fireworks. It's just, you know, okay, good. So, in beer news this week. In beer news this week. It's coming to you live from the Craft Beer Radio News Desk. Flying Dog left the Brewers Association. They did. Not because of the independent upside down beer bottle label, but because. One of the things the Brewers Association has been trying to do for about two years now, I'd say, is um, get rid of the misogynistic, sexist, inappropriate... Panty dropper. Yeah, beer names, things Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, as as a father of a daughter who I want to be a strong, independent woman, um, I'm a bit of a a feminist, (laughs) and I agree with the kind of sentiment of... Mm -hmm. Uh, getting that crap off of beer labels. The problem is always in the execution of such a thing. And yeah, there is... Go ahead. You know, it, it's just like the Supreme Court and pornography. They know it when they see it type thing, right? So who is the arbiter? And for this, the arbiter is a panel at the Brewers Association. And Flying Dog, as you may know, has a history of using uh, risque labels in beer names pearl Pearl necklace raging bitch um one of my favorites is we talk about it all the time we're used to where they because they had a battle to get keep good beer no shit on their label Mm -hmm. uh way back when for what was it for i don't even remember what the beer was which which one was road dog it was road dog okay um I, i was thinking it was doggy style for some reason Pretty sure it was Road Dog but Porter. Doggy style, another, you know, I mean, that's not really misogynistic, but it is, you know, sexually. Right. So, you know, they withdrew because they think that that's, you know, stifling free speech and commerce, open commerce and stuff like that. Um, as with many things, it's complicated. I don't know where my opinion yeah. is. Like I said, part of me thinks that I would love a world where there's no panty droppers and, um, Bana- even banana hammocks. <laughs> I don't know. Get rid of them all. You know, that's the equal opportunity here. But uh... I, I mean, I see. My my feeling is more along the lines of I don't think we need to. I mean, I disagree with those labels being. I mean, I I think those. It's not that I sh- they shouldn't be out there, but I don't think brewers should choose them. But I'm who am I to say what they choose? And I do kind of feel like let the market decide in that sense. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I understand from the idea of trying to promote beer and some people see this and they say, well, that's just, that's not what I want to see in, in the thing I want to do. And so that can turn people off. I don't know how much that's actually going to turn somebody off in, unless it becomes a real major trend, which I don't see it as being a mere, real major trend overt misogyny and beer labels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it was sort of a prophylactic measure that the Brewers Association was taking that I don't think they were necessarily going to do that with anybody yet, but they were sort of preparing for the option. Uh, and right. seeing the writing on the wall, the flying dog people said, okay, that's that's enough for us. That that is going to threaten us in the future, and I think that one way or another, the stances that the Brewers Association is taking, uh, for better or worse, is going to lead to a slow drip, 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 drip of brewers leaving um, or not being as supportive of the Brewers Association as they once were. But I think this, and I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a the Brewers Association fault. I think that is something where this industry has gotten big enough that these right. kind of, these things are going to happen. Schisms are going to happen. 
uh, and you know we're already seeing a major one in, involving corporatism, and we're going we're seeing other lines, other fractures being uh, being broken. So this is just another one, and shoes are just going to start dropping. Well put. I don't have anything additional to add, so let's move on. So we right. had the oatmeal stout. So we probably should not go directly to the platform. Instead, why don't we go toward label? Man, we're breaking all the rules. Let's go from the oatmeal stuff to the hoppiest beer of the night. <laughs> well, I don't know. The double IPL might be pretty hot. Oh, it could be. Yeah. It does the extra hoppy right here mm-hmm. on the back of the label. So this one is Alpha Pale from Torn Label Brewing. Torn Label is in some Some area that exists. You're pouring the beer out on the table. (laughs) (laughs) That's a first. (laughs) That is a first. So the table has now had more beer than I have yet so far. Jeff is now pouring it in my glass nicely. 5.5% 5.5% right, Let me do a blend. Volume. You're much cloudier than I am. Uh, 80 IBU. They say lots of hops. And they call them Juicy Pacific Northwest Hops. So I expect this to be a Phase 2-ish beer. Look at that beautiful head. Yeah. Get the Bartel. Oh, is another one in Kansas City. Yeah, this one's from Dave as well. So this one is a yeah, going on orangish, not quite there, but sort of a sort of orange juice or pineapple juice going towards orange juice type color, but it's very hazy. Yeah, it wasn't straight up hazy the whole way through. There was um, much cloudier at the bottom, so we did a, a blend to make sure we we're drinking the same beer. You may remember, listeners remember, we've had all kinds of issues. It's surprising issues with bottle stratification, we call it, where yeah. if you take a bottle of beer and pour it in the two different glasses gently, uh, you'll get two different beers <laughs> much more often than we expected. Than yeah. you would ever expect. The top of the bottle is distinctly different than the bottom of the bottle in a lot of beers. I smell what I expect is a good amount of Simcoe and probably some Nugget in there too. Uh, seems like there's also some Cascade. But so there's a lot of Dord on here. Yeah. Moving on to the flavor. It, it's an interesting mix of citrusy and dank. Um, kind of punching it out, actually. It's like wavering on my tongue. Is it more citrusy or is it more dank? Is it more citrusy? It's kind of going back and forth on my tongue. I'm still just smelling it. I'm kind of like smelling this Doherty thing and this oniony thing and this kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, Resiny thing, you know, sort of tree sappy and also uh, clementine. Yeah, yeah, you know, the tree sap is a little bit of pine sap in there, clementines. Mm. It's kind of like all the hop flavors yeah. except for tropical stuck yeah. in the beer. <laughs> It's it's it is kind of like the apotheosis of phase two. <laughs> this is you know shove them all in there, juice them out. Uh, it, it's. And and on that level, you know, it, it works as a um, as just a melange of mm-hmm. all those just big stinky high alpha slamio in the face hops. Uh, I'm kind of in a way kind of digging it. So yeah. not my favorite flavors, but I still it, kinda, it works. It, it's yeah. bright. It has uh, what's what wins out for me? Kind of an oniony orange, I guess, is kind of what's winning. Yeah, yeah, right. But then, like you mentioned, the, the pine sap kind of comes and goes. You know, you get a little bit of that here and there. So it's pretty interesting. It's it does it without necessarily leading that huge, big bitter bomb at yeah. the end. Yeah, right. So that's something that's that I can definitely appreciate. Um, yeah, that, you're right. You're right. That's one thing that I'm like, this beer seems kind of light or un... What's the word? Uh, not impressive, but imposing. You know, unimposing. Mm-hmm. 
and I couldn't quite figure it out. And then you, as soon as you said it, that it, you know, it doesn't leave a lingering bitterness. That's what's different. It's not from, a huge one. Not one that's that you just yeah. like. But that's that's what's different from what you usually get accompanying yes. these flavors. The the malt is very basic, very matzo bread, uh, saltine. It's the essential base cracker, and that's kind of it. Because um, really, they, they mm-hmm. want the hops to, to yep. shine in this. This is Torn Label's Alpha Pale Ale. Ooh. Oh, what's that sound mean? So, we don't, you may have noticed, we don't advertise in this show. We don't, uh, we're not part of any networks. We're, as you might call, independent. Independent. So the way that uh, you can really support the show, if you would like to, is you. we have an Amazon link. And because everyone buys all their stuff on Amazon, oh, and you should too. And when you do, if you go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, then whatever you buy, 6% of that money, instead of going to Amazon, goes to us. Yeah, I mean, that's we like it. It works out well because we're not asking you to take extra money out of your mm-hmm. pocket. It's stuff you'd buy anyway. We're just asking you to change your behavior. And every time you start shopping at Amazon, just start by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's it. Don't use the mobile app. I mean, I guess if you want to donate, there's options you can do that at our. Yeah, we still have the PayPal link website. and stuff. You can, you can. Yeah, we're not doing Patreon or anything like that. You just donate via PayPal. Um, you, but of course, we always are looking for people to send us beers. Uh, there's a link on our website you can go to to find out how to do that. And we have a lot of listeners who kind of want to showcase their favorite local beers, and they will send us beers. Uh, that's probably most of the non beer employees that yeah. send us beers uh, if it sounds like something you've been looking to do you find the link on our website it's near the bottom on yeah. how to send us beer if you think your beer can, is up to snuff <laughs> right I mean hey, I mean, we, I, I will say I think we're kind of a, we're, we're kind of tough judges we're not uh, we're not gonna just you know wow blaze ourselves over every beer but give us something that impresses us and we it, will it could sure, even be an American wheat beer if it's an awesome yeah, American wheat we beer we will damn sure point it out when we get something impressive absolutely do, 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 do. <coughs> all right all right all right all right all right all right <laughs> okay calm down you got hey <laughs> i saw that uh true detective got canceled really i didn't see that well it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me but i didn't see mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure it was on my my downloader thing. It the 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 listing said it had ended. So I thought it was they were just like waiting to see if there's anything. Normally that only happens when the shows are canceled, but or end. But I I didn't I, read any news about that. Well, maybe it was wrong. Uh, we, we're saying this at the same time that Game of Thrones is premiering in like 20 minutes. So. Yeah. 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 All right. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> we are so good at this show. What's I want to next? do this. Uh, this Abby from Martin City. I want to do that one. I've right. been seeing this guy in the fridge for way too long, and I want to okay. know what it tastes like. Seven point two percent alcohol by volume, twenty eight IBU. Look hey. at that! The first four beers were all Dave beers. Yeah. Yes, they were. So this looks like a double to me. It pours with a nice mahogany color. The reddish brown has about a half a finger's worth of a sort of fine head. Is yours pretty clear as well? Yeah. Is your little cloud yes. Here? Yes, pretty clear. Yeah. The aroma is mm, kind of like Sugar, sugar plums. You know, you got a bunch of dark fruits all ground up with some spices in there. You know, so you got plums. Yes, yes. And like uh, cherries. Got a little bit of cloviness. Got some mace. 
maybe a touch of anise. You know, you're getting baked apple. Oh yeah, yeah. It's almost you know to me is like it. You know, Christmas beers always have like way too much spice. I'm smelling this, and like I'm thinking like I want to have this at Christmas time. Yeah, that's the thing that we should say. If you're going to send us a Christmas beer, make sure it's a good one. <laughs> Doubly so for pumpkin beers. Oh, God, yes. Actually, just don't send us pumpkin beers. Well, no, if you find one that's, like, amazing, I mean, we'll try it. We still have to retry Watermelon Dorado, like, super cold, and see if there's, like, see if it works. There, I just had a great idea. We should get everybody to buy all the pumpkin beers they can and send them to the beerists. Troll the beerists with pumpkin beers. Why is that a great idea? I don't know because they're awful. <laughs> pumpkin beers <laughs> and the yeah, beer. and, and, and the beers. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm just letting this develop, and it has just some lovely flavors, just uh, lovely aromas, I should say, coming off of it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tasted it yet either, kind of warming it up. What's the percentage on this one? Because it does smell a little boozy. A little... 7.2. So it's in, you know, it's it's getting up there. I wouldn't expect it to smell boozy, though. It's about, yeah, that's about mm, a little high for a double, I guess, but, eh, you know, it's right it around work, that range. It works for me. Yeah. It's within the spectrum. They call it an Abbey Ale, but it seems like a double. Mm-hmm. All right, so on to the flavor. Fruits are ruling the day. That is a lot fruitier than I expected. Um, yeah. Pears, apples. Really pear-y. Yeah. Pears, Not so apple. much of the sugar plum like right, type dark, dark fruits, fruits that I expected. Not, Not in the flavor. At the end, I'm getting like a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of these... Um, but it's like roast pear and roast apple. Yeah. It's like the main part of the flavor. Yeah. Along with the, the malts. And the malts are kind of a little bit cake. Oh, you know. Oh. Let me throw in like pineapple upside down cake. Okay. Yeah. You know, roast pineapple. Yeah. You know, very moist that. cake. Now, we should clarify. There is no fruits added to this beer as far as I know. As mm-hmm. far as they sell me. This yeah. is just um, the thing, the yeast and... Um, and the malt. Oh, too. that sip was delicious. I just pulled a sip at the right speed, right temperature, everything. I just got this delicious again. Pine, I think pineapple upside down cake. You know, matches like kind of the maltiness, and then you know when you get the one with the little cherry in the middle of the pineapple, you get kind of that <laughs> as well. So I'm not, I'm not totally on board with it. I think it's, I think it's good. I just don't know. I think it's a little. T- too fruity. Like, I'm looking for just a little bit of that sort of mm-hmm. Belgian. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I don't think it's world class Belgian double. Uh, I think it's a pretty good Belgian double, but I wouldn't go as far as world class. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is that I'm missing. It's some kind of um, some more. You want a little more? I mean, if I wanted, if I was going to improve this, I'd want something with a little more rusticness a little more depth to it you know yeah, a drier note like something mm-hmm. a little grainy yeah. note in there to to, yeah. to bring in because it really does kind some of mineraliness to kind of like balance out that sweetness yeah. or something like that yeah, it, it does be... taste a lot like fruit juice a lot like a kind of fruit cake mm-hmm. yeah i'm with you i think if it had a little bit of a mineraliness or granite or mm-hmm. even a, a bit straw or farmhouse or something like that right any yeah. of those things would give it a little bit less uh, clean room. You know, this one t- seems very sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think it's well done. I mean, I think it's, you know... It's, oh, it's, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it a lot, but it's also very apparent what I would like to see changed in it. Yeah. Good. yeah that's, a, that's a great way to put it. So there's... It's very, very focused on, on what it's trying to deliver, but yeah, there's things that are... Just... It feels like there are... It's like a really good drawing of a person, but there's an arm missing, and it's very noticeable. <laughs> the Martin Cities that we've had have generally been really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just kind of want to mention this to listeners who don't keep a, you know, aren't keeping score at home that we have had 
probably six different Martin cities and they've always have been uh, impressive. Yeah. We almost had a seventh today. Hmm? We almost had a seventh. <laughs> There's still one more in the fridge. There's probably a couple more. Probably. Yeah, there probably are. All right. Okay. So we are left with a coffee ale and an IPL. I say we go for the IPL. Okay. So this is Mass Rising from Jack's Abbey. Done Jack's Abbey before. They're from Massachusetts. Did I get this one? Yes. Yeah, I brought this from Philly. I believe so. Yes. 100 IBUs. One zero zero. They say they infuse Mass Rising with an increasing amounts of American hops during the kettle, hopback, and dry hopping process. 8% alcohol by volume. Uh, this one, the uh, they still have on their website this one rate beer best awards. <laughs> we'll see if they take that away uh, for um, January 2015 Gold Bach Strong Lager, 2014 in January Gold Pale Lager, same beer, interesting, and uh, 2013 Great American Beer Festival Gold Other Strong Lager. This is an April release. So Jack's Abbey only does loggers, right? I believe so, yes. It's not Abbey like the Martin City Abbey, which is A-B-B-E-Y. This Abbey is A-B-B-Y. Don't know what the difference is necessarily. There may be like a... Jack has a dog named Abbey. <laughs> it's Jack's like, Abbey. Or like Ruth's Chris. <laughs> I'm looking for the. I think this one I didn't have didn't see a date, but I got it from a place that had just is in general very mm-hmm. nice. So, oh no, I do see a date. Three twenty eight, or four oh four. Yeah, three twenty eight. So, mm-hmm. towards the end of towards its the end of March, yeah. expected life. We have a strawish orange again. Sort of hazy. So I have yet, oh, I have okay. yet to be impressed by a India pale lager. Never had one that I thought was. This is a double. <laughs> so it better be doubly impressive, huh? Uh, it's just I, you know, I'm still like, I, I'm not saying that the style doesn't have merit. You know, it took me a long time to find brewers who knew how to make Belgian IPAs. Yes, right, yeah. You know, and Flying, Flying Dog, Dog was, was one of the first, first yeah, yeah. brewers who figured out how to make a Belgian IPA Absolutely. good. So I'm not saying it's not without merit, but I haven't found or learned how to like India Pale Lager just yet. There's a parallel. Uh, it took me a while to get into Session IPA to mm-hmm. understand what that style was really going for. All right, so... Tangerine on the nose, a lot of... A lot of tangerine, a little, a little Dordishness. See, for me, the aroma is not very open. Like I'm having a hard time really pulling much out of the aroma. I'm getting you know, vague hoppiness. Maybe I just want to see if you smell a lot in mind, or if it smells like me. Because <laughs> you always say that. I, I smell you for sure. I don't. It's beer smells the same to me. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not pulling a ton out of the aroma hmm. for some reason. Usually, I'm the one that has trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of tangerine. Okay. So part of what makes the kind of lagerish, big hoppy things interesting is that it, it feels like it walls in some of the hoppiness. So I feel like this has some similar qualities to the to the alpha pale, okay. but it's walled in in a sense. They aren't allowed to get beyond a certain area and i don't know whether that's just it is really the lagerishness is doing that or whatever they're doing with the hops. i mean for me you know my analogy would be like a really bad compressed mp3 <laughs> where you're losing like all the liveliness of it's, the hop it's a similar idea that it's yeah. compressed right so you can't expand but you're, what you're losing is like all the exciting stuff the, the live liveness the... but what you're getting is the big 
the the major points, right? The 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 attack of of the hops as a, but you're not like you said, you're not getting mm-hmm. the the softer things at the at the edges. That's just the first two sips, so that's so I, I see what you're saying. My mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm saying essentially the same thing you are. It's just in a different way of yeah. I mean, so like the way it's coming across to me, and and the flavors I'm tasting are kind of a orange juice concentrate type thing uh almost you know or almost like a beer mosa type thing you know we have a mix with orange you know orange juice yeah. beer type thing and kind of that bitter orange juice pith thing is kind of like dominating the flavor i'm losing all the i'm losing all like the volatiles from like the fresh squeezed orange juice it just seems like old stagnant orange juice to me interesting and it also the hoppiness kind of reminds me a little bit of like drinking unfermented wort or something like that you know it's like hmm. so i wonder if some of this might be hot faded a bit it, it could be i mean it's it's an old it's four yeah. months old right yeah so there's definitely that but I mean, this is also in line with many of the IPLs that I've had, where like nothing of the lagering process is doing the the hop like doing the hops any favors. Yeah, that's. I think that's right. It, it the interesting sort of esters and the interesting kind of crispiness and stuff that come out of the lagering process is not really getting highlighted here. It just seems like it, overwhelming. It, it seems things. like it's a waste. Like wasted hops, like you put all these hops in there, and then you only get this. It's... Yeah, yeah. It feels it feels too constricted. It feels like you're not letting, like you're playing three chords in a piano, but then you're you're putting your hands on all the other, all the other uh, uh, strings so they won't vibrate. So you just get those three notes, and it's like okay, but I mean, I want to get. And all it's the not harmonics. that I. It's not that I don't like hoppy lockers. Mm-hmm. Prima pills. I mean, give me a double prima pills. Give me a Pilsner Imperial Pils with an obscene amount of continental hops. You know, obscene amount. Well, nearly obscene. You know, PG thirteen amount of of Zots and Hallertau. So you can say the F word once. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's PG thirteen. Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom. Right. But you, you know what I'm saying Titanic. is, so I mean, I've had stuff. beers like that that are more instead of trying to take IPA and lager it, take a lager and hop it up. Well, if, so if Jack Ab, if Jack's Abbey only makes that lagers, is that true? It says Jack's Abbey craft lagers right there on the label. But I'm looking at like currently available. One of the things they have here is a Baltic Porter. Yeah, those are lagered. Okay, I guess you can lager it. Sure, that's part of what makes it a Baltic Porter. Um, yeah, Hellsbach. Yeah, they. Yeah, all lagers. So I mean, right up here it says craft lagers. Right? Yeah. So I guess the thing is they can't do an ale. Right? So they're trying to make their their version of an IPA. Well, right, but I mean, what India Pale Lager is. The pedigree of an IPA mm-hmm. and changing a variable, which is the fermentation yeast and process. I tell you what, it, it comes back up IPA-wise in terms of the hoppiness, right? In terms of the... The, the burpees. The burpees that come back, right? <laughs> so in, in, so that is, is getting it I right. I guess. But, but that's not... I mean, but my, that's I, not what I've had enjoying. amazing Imperial Pilsners. Mm-hmm. And... That works, and I've never had an India Pale Lager that works. And send me a tweet. Tell me an IPL that works. I mean, I think they're trying, and and like because they're doing, you know, they're doing this infusion thing where they just they're you know, in the kettle, the hop back, they're dry hopping it. They're 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 trying to do everything I they can. Don't to bring care. These across. It's a process that doesn't work. <laughs> well, it's a process that isn't working. Whether it doesn't work or not, we can't say. I mean, there may be some. Hopefully, some listener will be with us on this. Oh, this is they haven't they haven't tried this IPL. So, uh, in which case, we would love to try an IPL that works. Yeah. Um. This this feels cut off. It feels constricted. It feels like there are there are things holding it back. 
Yeah. Not quite worth my sobriety to finish that guy. I'm okay with it. Finally, one of my favorite new breweries, Platform <laughs> Beer Company. This one, I believe, you brought back from Philly. I sure did. The Highbrow Barista. The Coffee. Coffee. Yes. What were you going to say before I... Before you got into the, the brewery, I yes. brought back some platforms, and then yep. you went out to... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was curious that you brought um, Cleveland beers back from Philly, and then, like, the next day I was going past Cleveland, and their beers are out in the grocery stores, and I stopped at the brewery, and nary a bad beer has been had from Platform. There was one beer, I forget which one it was, but there was one beer that they made that I didn't necessarily care for. So let's see how up you are in your Beastie Boys. They call us the High. No. Say hi. Hi. Brow. Brow. Barista. 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 High Plains Drifter. Hi. Hi. Plains. Plains. Drifter. 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 My my best Beastie Boys B side is if I knew it was this kind of party, I'd stick my in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay, the first thing I weirdly smelled like, oh wait, is this a pepper beer? And then oh no, it's coffee. And so yeah, I'm with you. As soon as I smelled mm-hmm. it, it almost seemed like a, a peppery capsaicinous type aroma, but then it resolved itself into mm-hmm. coffee. Six percent on this one. This is a. Uh, According to Beer Advocate, a winter seasonal. They only had a Facebook link, and I wasn't going to watch the video. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. Well. Coffee plus rye plus pale ale. But they okay. do have the ingredients here on the back. So the malt is Pilsner Pale Rye Carapils Caramel Thirty Five. Hops, Columbus and Zots. Yeast, San Diego yeast. So maybe it's. Stone. Yeah, maybe. Green Flash. I was going to say, maybe it's some... Um, I, I was thinking uh, Sour Red, but I think, no, that's, that's San Francisco. Yeah, no, <laughs> Sour Red. <it's, laughs> it, it, like, Chico yeast is yeah, Sierra okay. Nevada's yeast. Yeah. So San Diego yeast would be Stone's Stone, yeast yeah. or something like that. Okay. Uh, adjunct uh, Dry Bean Coffee. 50 IBU, 6% alcohol by volume. 14 degrees Plato and uh, 29 degrees Socrates. <laughs> Nerds are gonna write in on that one. <laughs> Go ahead, please write in on that. Yes, I haven't tasted it yet. Working on the aroma, I've smelled it so much that yeah. the coffee has kind of like filled my sinuses. Well, we and I'm should not... say this is a golden color beer. Yeah, so it, it's I get, that is always worth saying yeah. because you know coffee's like black. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I had a coffee pale ale or something like that was one of the Sam Adams long shots. And it was a really hoppy thing. And that surprisingly works. Um, this one's probably not a really hoppy thing, but we'll see. But yeah, I've had yeah, more that, and more. That was Zotz and, and Columbus, yeah. right? I mean, you don't expect to see. Yeah. But uh, you see more and more coffee beers that are pale in color. The pepper, the the way everything fits together <laughs> no, it's with weird. the hops, I guess, or the rye, it, you go in and smell it again, and you don't smell coffee, you smell peppers. I, I do want to say this. I feel like it hasn't been said enough by us. We say Zatz because that's normally the way it's pronounced. It's spelled S-A-A-Z. I think we pronounce, mm-hmm. I think the way we learn to pronounce it is Zatz, but some people do call it Saz. Uh, They're wrong. <laughs> Well, language sure. evolves. No, it makes but, sense. It makes sense to yeah. say that the S A A Z hop is Zots. Right, makes sense. To because we probably haven't said that in a few years. All right, let's jump into this bad boy. Let's see how much how much peppers in here. All right, so not peppery on the tongue and not hot at all. No. Coffee rolls through, mm-hmm. kind of goes into a little bit of uh, 
it tastes juicy to me. It's it's not it's not work coffee as much as it's sort of a sweet kind of um cold brewed sweet coffee. That uh, a little bit of um like the coffee hard candies or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of a kind of a stronger coffee flavor. Um, but it doesn't taste so much like work coffee because mm-hmm. it doesn't taste super oxidized yeah. and, and out there. But it doesn't taste like especially fruity or has you know all these great qualities you can get from a really well brewed coffee. The rye, the rye isn't coming across to me straight up rye, but it is this it, more rustic grain. Like if I was drinking this blind, I'm, I might call it buckwheat or something. Ow! Sorry, Cramp. I have a kind of. It's kind of an arthritis thing to start napping in my hand. Oh man! Yeah, that's annoying. Uh, so what I was saying, I don't know if you heard me, but the rye is not really coming across as the spicy straight yeah, up yeah. rye. It, but, there, but it's a rustic thing, and, and maybe I would have probably said buckwheat. I think that it's it's right because it's not super spicy, but I think yeah, it's a good call that it it still gives a a different slight slightly different quality to. The uh, to the flavor, so it's not particularly spicy, but it is slightly off center from the traditional malts that you might expect. There's something that's vaguely citrusy, but it, it's also like not. It's kind of a weak, watery, and and actually maybe something more like dragon fruit or something like that. We're getting kind of a, a fleshy. Um, you now, like the dragon fruit is kind of like yeah. a. A fleshy kind of like, sweetness, so like uh, almost watermelon like a, is kind of similar. To dragon fruit in terms of texture, yeah. Uh, dragon fruit kind of has a bit of a more cream type flavor to it, or something like. A, perhaps it, it. I haven't had dragon fruit in like yeah. a, a year or two, so it's. Um, so it's I'm thinking. I'm, th- I'm thinking phone. of a combination of the texture, mm-hmm. which had that like soft melony um, texture, but then had this kind of sweet uh, or almost like a, a rice pudding type flavor to it or a horchata you know, like the yeah. rice like the rice you know without the cinnamon and stuff but like the rice juice and horchata you know i'm kind of tasting oh. that it's kind of when you said that it kind of made my the, the the taste of the beer in my mouth kind of go in that sort of cinnamony okay area so that yeah, maybe the cinnamon too but yeah. you know i was focusing on the rice part mm-hmm I definitely would recommend Dragon Fruit to anybody who hasn't tried it. Uh, if, if you if you ever see it anywhere in a in a luxury grocery store, uh, it, it kind of looks a little bit weird because it has these like it, what's what's it look? It looks like a kind of like a, a reddish pine cone with sort of green leaves sort of floating down from it. It's hey, I don't remember the outside. I remember the inside really clear. Yeah, the, inside the inside is, is white with with these black seeds. These mm-hmm. seeds are not hard, so they don't. Yeah, they're almost like poppy seeds. Yeah. And so the inside kind of reminds you of like how like a um, it says what well, little kiwi, watermelon almost like how a kiwi's oriented yeah. inside with all the seeds and stuff. But it's really good, really good fruit. Totally recommend it. Yeah, this and this beer is it's pretty interesting because it has a lot of subtle things going on. Yeah. And the subtleness of, of all the different things, it, you have to work to go explore them. You know, it's not serving them up to you. It's making you go find them. But I, I like the journey of, I of really the I really do. This reminds me a lot of, of similar beers where they're not incredibly expressive, but they are really excellent drinkers. And you feel like you could have a couple of them. And in fact, you feel would, would feel great about getting a six pack. Mm-hmm. This may be a little bit over coffee for that, just in terms of like the aftertaste. But I think most of, of the flavor, it kind of reminds me of something like uh, Deschutes um, Mirror Pond is one of my favorite, uh, just like pick up a six pack because it's got these great things going on. What do you, you can choose to ignore or choose to really dig into? I'm sad that we're out of beers already. <laughs> it's been a good show. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it. So now we need to figure out our rankings. Yeah. And I don't I know I know which one I like the least. Okay, wait. I sec- know which one you like the least too. It's probably the same one I like the least. <laughs> 
I do know which one I like the best. All right. Do you have a well-formed enough opinion to start? Well, let's see what happens as I go through it. Okay, so in uh, last place, I am going to put the uh, Jack's Abbey, the Imperial Pale Lager, as we discussed and as we went over several times. It's just not a style that has really grabbed us, and this is a good example of the reason. It, it just doesn't... Everything it tries to do in terms of hops, ales are better. Everything it tries to do lager-wise is hidden by those hops. So it kind of... It just loses. Yeah, and, what's the point? Yeah. So we'll go on to fifth place. Okay, fifth place. Let me take a look at all these things. I'm going to put the Free State... Um, because it did taste like a silver medal award winner in 1997 for Oatmeal Stout, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is not necessarily a great thing. Uh, it's It felt a little too ordinary and a little too... It was too... the second best 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, fine. No, no issues with it. I mean, like we've had stouts that had you know <laughs> overflowing with you know uh, <laughs> problems and issues <laughs> and various things. This didn't have any issues. It was fine. Just wasn't you know just it wasn't really what we kind of wanted out of an oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of similar, but just kind of like missing. Aspects that we really wanted. The Martin City, and we're going to put in fourth place, the Abbey Ale. Uh, it, it it had a lot of really good qualities and a lot of stuff that I did enjoy, but I did feel like it was missing some key components, just missing some things that, that were necessary, that were just needed to, to bring that thing fully into to life. It, it, it was just not enough, not enough of what I wanted out of an Abbey Ale, mm-hmm. enough out of a Belgian. Sure. Uh, but really close. So you know, and in 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 this in this game, like horseshoes and hand grenades, I think close does count. So um, you know, but not enough to get it beyond fourth place. In third place, in third place, I'm going to put the Torin label. Uh, I really thought it was a especially bright and interesting example of just throwing hops in there and just trying to get something great. And I think they did a really good job of of kind of doing what you can to get brightness out of some pretty dank hops, some things that would generally get you into dank territory. And they didn't exactly evade dank territory, but they got enough brightness that it wasn't super bitter, and that's really good. It's a, it's a good example of, of using these things well. So... Uh, Torn label in third place. In second place, this beer that we are drinking right now, the platform. Uh, as I said, I think it really does have a lot of things about it. The the only thing that I, I the only thing that attracts me a little bit from super enjoying it is it it, it ends a little bit too coffee. Right, the aftertaste is a little bit just too too heavy on the coffee, I guess. So it's it that is really more of a personal thing. I don't really have any real complaints about the beer. I think that there's excellent stuff going on here, and I could easily see myself getting a six-pack and enjoying the hell out of it. But another one that I would really enjoy the hell out of uh, and can see myself just grabbing a case of, even, is uh, Kansas Territory. That wheat beer started off the night with a bam, and it was just this yeah. wheat beer, right? I mean... Just an American wheat. Yeah. Plain old... Not a hoppy, not even a hoppy American Mailing wheat. in yeah. one of your... Summer flagships. No, that's not what they did. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. I mean, I was really impressed by this. This is this is an exceptional example of what you can do with just plain old, you know, plain old uh, four ingredients plus wheat. All right, uh, my ranking is pretty similar. There's some seem exactly the same. Uh so in last place, that puts the the Jack's Abbey. It uh, just doesn't work for me. It's it's a, a 
someone needs to show me that this concept works. Hmm. This India Pale Lager. It. I used to feel the same way about the Belgio IPA, and someone did show me how it works. And then, you, um, and once you, once that happened, you could understand. It helps you grasp the rest of. The I guess, stuff, right? In, I guess, but I in mean, the same way that once you when you got into lagers, right? When you when yeah. you started to understand lagers, you started to understand the. Yeah, for me, you mentioned how everything it does, ale, the ale version of it would do better. Yeah, uh, and I'm with you. You know, this guy is playing with a handicap, and why why do that? Why yeah. not just make an imperial pills? I don't get it. Call it an IPL, but make an Imperial Pills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Why you would put yourself through that. The uh, Free State, um, the Oatmeal Stout. Yeah, it was the second best Oatmeal Stout at the World Beer Championships 20 years ago. Um, people have learned how to use oatmeal a lot better than craft brewers did 20 years ago or, you know, European stout makers knew for the last 300 years. Um, so I, I just, we, we seem to um, find this issue fairly regularly with free state where their beers taste dated, but then every once in a while they'll pull one out that is a classic, mm -hmm. you know, it is a classic example of a beer. I can't remember which one it was, but it was last two or three times we had them, you know, it was like, Oh, it's another free state. And, but it was, a killer but it was a killer classic right you know so innovation is not something you expect from <laughs> from free state not uh, necessarily kansas though right <laughs> all right so then i was going to put the torn label next but you talked me out of it oh okay uh, and you're right so i'm gonna match you and put the martin city in the next place i thought that this was a double with promise. Mm -hmm. I really like certain aspects of it. But remember when we said it's also really apparent what it needs. Mm -hmm. It needed a little bit of rusticness to it. Yeah. It needed a little bit of something to dry it out or tone it. Give it some more complexity. And what I would have liked to see is either some mineraliness yeah. or some grassiness yeah. or some funkiness something along those lines something grainy something yeah. to something some grit yeah need some grit mm -hmm. one of those because all those things what they have in common is grit and yep. you need something gritty um but i liked it so now we're in the part of the show where i think the beers are like on the top shelf here i'm gonna put the torn label in third place because greg told me to because he had a really good point that <laughs> they threw all this shit together and it came out kind of better than the sum of its parts. Yeah. It it did something you didn't expect with all of that generation of hops. It was bright. It it had an interesting th story t going on in it. So uh, Greg convinced me that that was right. I'm going to put the platform in second place. Um, and through no fault of its own is it in second place. I thought it was interesting. It was... Uh, Maybe a little understated. You had to go searching for the story, but the story was there. You yeah, know, sure. you could really find a cool story with that beer. The kind of the buckwheatiness, the the hops. You know, which I was trying to pin on a dragon fruit type thing, or, or a horchata or something like that. Uh, I just thought it was a great story. And then you know, the simplest beer of the night. You know, this American wheat from this high rise wheat beer from Kansas Territory Brewing. Holy cow! It just it's summertime, you know, it's, it's the end of July, mid-July mid here, and, uh, man, the tanginess that they put in that beer, the, it just, it just took, stole the show. Yeah, it, for sure. It, it was, it was in my mind the whole time. So, it's, it's the best American wheat that I've ever had. <laughs> It, it's up there, for sure. I can't think of a better American wheat. Not hoppy wheat, not uh, Berliner Weiss, mm -hmm. not, but just straight American wheat. You know, things that are in the class of Oberon. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah. the best. It, it, very well. I'm, I'm, I, I can't think of a better one, for sure. So I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't have an answer to whether it is or not. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, it is top, top, top shelf for that category. Right. 
That's it. That's it. That's it. That that's all. Let's get the heck out of here. Go watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, you can email us beer at craftbeerradio.com. On Twitter, I'm at Jeff Bear. I am at CBR Greg. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, you enjoyed it as well. And we will uh, be back here real soon, probably next week. That's the way it seems to work. Well,